0: Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Engineers Podcast. Uh my name's Tyler of course, followed by tune here. Glad to have you back again. Love to be here. Uh we unfortunately have missed a couple days. Um, uh, you know, we aren't able to do this full time yet. This is still you know a hobby, a passion. So things life comes up, kids come up uh obligations so we haven't gotten to do as much as we wanted to yet we we really wanted to make a last night before the season started episode of some players we really liked for pickups and stuff like that didn't get to happen so i think toon actually put up a blog post about opening night so uh, when we get our website up and going you will be able to check that out it shouldn't be too much longer it's not not the most pretty we're working on it we're learning while we're doing all this, but it's we're having a lot of fun with it so far. So, Oh, yeah. Um, we'll go ahead. We'll get started with some news of, you know, it's been about a week almost into the season. Uh, also, just as a disclaimer, we've told you guys in the last couple of episodes, I'm a huge Grizzlies fan. Tune's a huge Lakers fan. We are currently watching <laughs> the Grizzlies-Lakers game. During this podcast, so you may hear some exclamations. <laughs> we're going to try to keep it family friendly. Uh, but keyword try. Keyword try. But yeah, we're trying to. Uh, so yeah, you can tell we're obviously uh, podcasting tonight, ten twenty four. Uh, this is The game's almost over. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. It's a close game. Uh, how would you have felt, Datoon if, if someone had told you that when the Grizzlies and Lakers played each other, and this is the only third game. Mm-hmm. But there would be a 2-0 and team and an 0-2 team. The 2-0 and team would be the Grizzlies. The 0-2 team would be the Lakers.
1: I would not have believed it. I would have bet money it would have been the other way around. 100%. Especially coming into the season with the Lakers, you know, being the second the second most favorite to win the championship. Mm-hmm. I would have been, uh, I would be really mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the the most favorite thing for everyone to do is overreact at week one. Um, if you remember all of Braun's big superstar teams, I think he's lost every single season opener on those superstar teams. The Heatles, you know, they lost their their first game together, their debut game together. Yep. The Braun and AD's debut game on the Lakers, they lost. Now and with they Russ. won the championship, too. It, yeah, they did. And then Russ comes in, and they lose their debut game. Now they lost the next one, but they're against good teams. So, you know. Just like with fantasy, there's a lot to overreact to. We'll kind of dive into some of that stuff here. But um, as you can tell, if you've been keeping up with your fantasy teams, you can tell that players uh, really like week one. They liked uh, getting finally to get back out there. They hated missing basketball. So there is a bunch of guys who are absolutely popping off right now because they haven't played in so long. So we'll get to see some of those. We'll talk about which ones we think stick, which ones we think won't. Um, But we're going to start off with news. As always, Ben Simmons, we saw he reported to the team, got kicked out of practice, <laughs> uh, came back for a workout, didn't do the workout, told him he had some back sit- stiffness, I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. Do you see him playing for the 76ers this season, or you see him first time stepping on the court for a new team? So,
1: you know, after the, him getting kicked out of practice, I honestly thought Ben was in a situation where, it like the, the rela- uh, relationship was gone. Like, there was no shot he'd be able to play with the Sixers anymore. But then, you know, after hearing the report of him, you know, having the – he met with the, ent- the team, the entire team, including, you know, Tobias and B, Doc Rivers, it kind of gave me hope. But then again, on the flip side, I'm still thinking, you know, what if he's just doing that so then he could say, I'm taking a mental health break and st- so he could still get paid, right? Right. So maybe – which I'm not sure if he's getting paid now for taking this break or what, but – I'm hoping now that, you know, now, now that he's member of the team, Tobias came out with his statement and said he's still our brother. And Bede spoke to the fans before the game uh, and said that, you know, he's still our brother. We're still going to carry him uh, when he's here and pick him when he's down. So it sounds like, you know, they want to be professional about it. So I think, a shot, I think there's a shot that he comes back this year and plays. Um, I think he is in a bad mental space right now. Yeah. And um, I think it's going to take some time for him to get back to the point he was at. But, you know, hopefully – We'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine that if he's in a bad mental space, trying to come back to a, a city like Philly is not easy. And he probably conveyed that to the team. Like, he doesn't think he can step back on the court and take mm-hmm. the whatever that he's going to receive from the Philly fans when he steps back out there. Mm-hmm. And So it almost seems like they're trying to prepare Philly to get him back. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they're trying to say, okay, guys, when he comes back, we got to accept him or this team's not going to work. Like, it's not going to... I know things have just gone to crap with those relationships, but it's not going to make it better if he steps on the court after all this and just gets booed incessantly. You know, that's not how your team's going to win a championship. So maybe that's what they were trying to do. Uh, but it's really funny that Embiid went out and told everyone to accept their brother with o- open arms right after he, he <laughs> told him, "I'm not babysitting this man." <laughs> it's like three or four times in his in his practice. So that, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Embiid really likes to speak his mind. Uh, it does not hold back. So I feel if there was one that was scripted, it was probably the one talking to the fans. <laughs> yeah. um, but we'll see. Speaking of Embiid, though, your fantasy player here. Yeah. um we're going to go over some guys who were injured and beads always on the injury oh, report and this gosh. is kind of a theme in the last few years and this may be like lebron and ad last season he's going to be listed as questionable every single game this season but he seems to want to play it seems like he has his vote to play hmm. so how confident are you feeling we'll get 60 70 games out of him this season
1: so, so I want to be – I was actually doing some research, and I believe Embiid's never played 70 games, which kind of scared me. But, you know, 70, that's – you, know, you missed 12, so-so. But I think the most he's played was, like, 63, and that was, like, four or five years ago. And in the past couple years, it's been 53. So, I'm kind of worried, you know. The fact that after the first game, they instantly put him an injury report for the next game and the, the following two games. Yeah. So, I'm a bit concerned about – his, you know, his future, you know, having fans your the team, especially playing day to day games, it's, you're trying to figure out who you who you want to pick up, who you want to stream, what way you want going to pick up. But when you haven't beat his questionable, who's game time decision every single game, you can't really do that. So it kind of concerns me. But hopefully, you know, mm-hmm. once he can work out this knee issue, he'll be fine. They'll take him off and he'll be able to continue on. But yeah. I'm not getting my if, hopes up yet.
0: If they keep this as an actual game time decision, this is going to kill fantasy managers who are going to miss the last minute report that he's out. Because not everybody's sitting there, you know, refreshing Twitter three minutes before the game starts to be able to put somebody else in their lineup. Somebody, I mean, this could kill him. Right now, it doesn't quite seem like it's game time. Like It seems like they're just putting him on there and telling him to play. So maybe we would hear something different Mm -hmm. if they were doing game time decisions. Hopefully it doesn't end up being a big deal and they're just kind of checking on him after each game because he's clearly carrying the load with Simmons out. He was oh, actually yeah. my vote for MVP this season. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit slower start to the season than you would have liked from someone who, with his caliber who has kind of got the whole team to himself. But he's really mm-hmm. picked it up, I think, the last couple games.
1: His, his assist numbers have been up there. Yeah, keeping... he's
0: much more well-rounded this year. Mm-hmm. His his rebounds are not as dominant, but he's kind of doing more well-rounded stat lines, which I like. Oh, like. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Brown next up. The Celtics... Yeah, you know, uh, this is going to make it so clear to you what his issue is. Left patella tendinopathy. I mean, everybody just knows what that is you know, right off the top of their head. It's common right. knowledge, right? <laughs> so, uh, I'm sure they listed it as some knee injury. It sounds like he might have, like, tendonitis or something. Some just pain recurring issue with his knee. I think he had some knee issues last year. Mm-hmm. And he's already missed the game, missed the game against the Rockets. And he's being. I think he's being listed as questionable already for the next game as well. I don't, I don't love that, and it yeah. clearly seemed to affect his game. He went from a huge game opening night to just a real stinker in the next game. Yeah. You don't like how it's affecting his game, which means that he can't just go out there and play through it. How are you feeling about him?
1: I don't think it's something to panic about. Again, like you said, week one, um, just the beginning. I don't think it's too serious. Um, again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the injury <laughs> leads into, what the common things are. But, um, you know... I'm sure they're going to take it lightly with him being one of the star star players. Or they're going to take it more serious, that is, uh, with him being one of the star players. So I don't expect him to be rushed back, especially this early in the season. So it'll be interesting to keep your eye on going on the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, they really like that one-two bunch of Tatum and uh, Brown. So it'll be really important to get back to that team. Oh, yeah. They had an easy game against the Rockets, though. You know, the Rockets are kind of still rebuilding right now. So maybe they didn't feel it was necessary to play him tonight. Who mm-hmm. knows? Uh but anyways, you know, hopefully he comes back. But they're, they're gonna yeah, need him.
1: The Celtics are what? One and one and two now? Ugh. Something like that. Yeah, they're gonna
0: they're gonna need him. And it's yeah. something it's you hope it's not gonna be like an Embiid situation where every game has a potential, you know, depending on how they feel. Uh we'll go to a rookie next, Cade Cunningham. Oh. He was a lot of people's rookie of the year vote, which me and you both picked Jalen Brown or Jalen Green, sorry. Jalen Green. Jalen Green, right? Yep. He didn't even travel. Kate Cunningham didn't even travel with the team on their road trip, which doesn't sound like he's close at all. Because normally, if you think we're kind of testing it out, you know, he looks good, but we're being careful, you would bring him and let him play if he has an opportunity. But to not even be with the team, to be at home getting treatment, sounds real bad, especially yeah. for the rookie season on a rebuilding team that has no incentive to play guys that they don't want to play.
1: Yeah. And, and honestly, I think that's obviously become more detrimental to him. Um, I'm not saying, I mean, it's yeah. happened to, to rookies coming out um, that they sit out like Embiid, Simmons. Then again, they have like, you know, life, last, I said life, season-ended injuries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not life-threatening, my bad. Life, life-threatening yes. injury, yeah, we hope not. But they have season-ended injuries, but like for him, it's like... You know, because he, he, you know, being the number one draft pick comes with a lot of ex- expectations. Oh, yeah. He expected to be rookie of the year, he expected to be the best player in the draft. And, you know, him not getting his opportunity, I'm not sure if it's going to affect him coming on. They want to affect his confidence, his mental come back in. So I'm not sure what to expect out of him now. Um, again, like, I, I wasn't too high on him coming into the draft. Um, him going one kind of surprised me, but. It's, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does when he actually does make it back and starts to get on the court and start playing.
0: Yeah, I think he's a great player. Obviously, he wouldn't be up there if he wasn't. I'm all for rookies getting as many reps as possible. Obviously, he's got a serious injury. Don't be playing him. I mm-hmm. don't like it when teams take it super cautious with their rookie because I feel like every year that you waste for development is a bad thing. Oh, yeah. But but we'll see. Um I'm also not making that call as if my multi million dollar job depends on it. You know, mm-hmm. all everyone who's making this call has millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars writing on this. So yep. I'm sure there would be to take it a little bit more careful. But something to keep an eye on. You know, I don't know if are you stashing him still right now? If if you're in a league that doesn't have an IR spot, are you gonna hang on to him and let him use a bench spot for what he might be able to do when he comes back?
1: It depends on your league size, you know. So, so meantime, we play an offensive league size of ten, and honestly, in a ten-team league, I don't see him. I think that I think there's better options out there, especially this early in the, in the season, where um, people are still showing what they what they have. Um, unless you just have true faith in him and really think that he's like going to be an absolute stud, I mean that's the only, reason, the only reason you stash him. Besides that, I think I think there's other options out there.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna blame you for calling your shot and thinking he's going to be a you know, game-changing player when he comes back, mm-hmm. maybe worth the stash. You may you know, he may be wrong, and he'll be absolutely dominant when he comes back, but I'm worried now about uh, minutes restrictions. I'm worried about random sits, you know, things like that. I'm, unless you have an IR spot and you don't need it, I'm kind of dropping him right now until I see otherwise. I definitely but, agree. But I wouldn't fault you the other way, too. So, Zion Williams, Zion, <laughs> Zion Williamson, he uh, three hundred pounds supposedly oh. in the offseason, season, uh, <laughs> seemed to be really enjoying that New Orleans cooking.
1: Oh yeah, that gumbo got to him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that gumbo. Definitely no, but I don't blame him at all. Gumbo <laughs> Williamson, is that what we're gonna call him now? Gumbo Williamson. Oh, uh, God. the biggest thing I think I saw in a report, and you know these may not be true all the way you never know what really goes on but supposedly he did not tell the team about the foot procedure or maybe the foot injury right away we know he was irked with how they handled his injury recovery last year so maybe he was trying to avoid them dealing with it cuz he wanted to play mm-hmm. does that raise red flags for you it raises red flags for me
1: it it does i i think was zion I, if Zion didn't tell them he must then again he's young he's a kid But in his head, maybe he's thinking it's not as serious as they're going to take it. Again, he's young. He wants to go on the court. So he doesn't want to be sidelined again and miss, you know, play, be limited and all that. But in my head, you know, Zion wants to – he came on the report. He said he doesn't want to miss the playoffs ever again in his his career. He wants to come out and, like, this be the turning year. So he obviously wants to play. He's hurt, but he still wants to play. So it kind of does scare me. Um. Also, with the whole three hundred pounds thing, that scares me too. I don't think it's really going to affect his athleticism because even with his body frame, he still jumps off the gym. But as as, honestly, I'm more worried about Yeah, I'm more, I'm honestly worried about what the uh, Pelicans are going to do to him. for if it comes down to him, I think he'll be a fine player, but it's only if the Pelicans, you know, play him. Right. Um, they're they're they basically Anthony Davis was gone for him. So, like he this led the way for Zion. So mm-hmm. they have to play him perfectly, and they don't want nothing to happen to him. So, yeah, I'm a bit worried with with uh, the Pelicans, but only time can tell for that one.
0: Yeah, and he's luckily he's not towards the end of his contract where he's worried about you know potentially leaving or anything like that. So I'm not worried about things of that. Um, but I just I don't like 300 pounds in basketball, for, yeah. especially an explosive athlete like I think LeBron found the the beauty in having. You know, slimmer figure it it helped a lot more with your game and your longevity to be you know to have less stress on your body and your joints but we'll see you know i'm not a professional doctor i'm not a professional trainer that could be fine that could be part of the plan but i see it i can see it as more of a problem oh yeah some, some other guys we'll go over real quick here uh darius garland currently questionable with an ankle injury plays well when he's healthy Um, We'll see if he plays. Drew Holiday actually has a second injury. He went from a bruised heel that kept him out. Then he came back and had an ankle injury. So now he's doubtful. So I would expect to have to replace him in my lineup next. And then Kyle Lowry is questionable. And he's always, he's a bit of an older player. We knew that he's always been one of those guys who um, has the injury passed and it could happen again. And this is a team that will probably be able to win without him. For a few games, you know. So I may take it easy with them. so I'd keep an eye on it. Anybody else you want to talk about news-wise?
1: Um, I don't know. I think think you covered just about
0: all of them, honestly. There's probably some out there we're missing, and hopefully they're not the guys that are super important to your team. Mm -hmm. But um, I'll give you a quick update over here. Grizzlies-Lakers looks like 50 seconds left. Mm -hmm. Scores 115 to... It keeps messing up the score. It says 115-112 right now. Whew. Close game. The wire. John's also, over. talk about coming down to the wire. Tune. I understand you're in a close matchup in our <sighs> fantasy league first week, and you're first not week. looking at the score, so I know the score. And you don't.
1: <sighs> so and I'm going
0: to wait until this game's <laughs> over to tell you whether or not you're winning. Oh,
1: man. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Um, so to give y'all context, you know, come to this game. My matchup had six players to my four players, one of them being a beat who was also questionable. So that raised my blood pressure too. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so right now, you know, I, I looked before the game, I was down about 35 and we both had two players left. So my two players had to outperform his two players by 35 points, at least to tie. <laughs> so um,
0: my my players doing well, John Morant. And, say just uh, looking Jason at Nelson. stat lines here, John Morant, 36 and 10. Yeah. Um, That should give you some hope. I'll I'll tell you in just a minute here. We've got about forty-eight seconds left in this game. I'll give I'll let you know. So y'all will find out here if Toon has won his first round matchup. I have cruised pretty easily in my first round matchup. I you don't got the brag. (laughs) It was gonna be a sweet lead in here to the players we're most impressed with start this fantasy season. Because I drafted Kevin Durant and currently right now in our league, Kevin Durant is fantasy player number one. So that has worked out for me since I drafted at the nine spot to get to take Kevin Durant, the number one overall fantasy player. Um, I would like to pretend, you know, that that was Plan A, that I'm just a genius who knew it. But to be fair, I wanted Jason Tatum at that spot and over Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant. Was supposed to fall to me. <laughs> yeah, and you were supposed to get Kevin Durant, and then one of our league mates threw a curveball, took Jason Tatum, the pick before me. My pivot was to Kevin Durant because he plays the same positions. Then when the Kyrie Irving news came out, it started looking a lot better. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, he's dominating, playing 33 minutes a game, scoring 30 points a game, 13 rebounds, eight assists, and a block and a half. So two blocks, two stocks a game right now. That's pretty good. Uh, So just to give everybody a quick heads up, our league, we give, uh, we take away half a point for missed shot, half a point for missed free throws. Uh, Standard point, you get one point for every point. One point for every rebound you get 0.25 for every assist you get two points for every stock which for those who might be new to fantasy basketball a stock is either a steal or a block so two points for a block two points for a steal so we just combine that since they count the same as stocks um and we give two points for a double double three points for a triple double so you get a little fun if you get to watch your guy hit over those double double triple double we also give a 20 point quadruple double yet that has not been <laughs> claimed yet i think we got close last year didn't we didn't AD uh, get a little close he started eight, pushing the limits and you
1: know and it usually comes down to like ad draymond those are those guys who 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 kind of always get close you know with the steals and blocks coming in yeah um, so and we haven't yeah, got T- it yet tj T- uh, was it tj mcconnell
0: had, tj um, mcconnell yeah i think he had he actually, the 10
1: steel game so, yeah, was, so
0: he was almost there if only he could rebound yeah, <laughs> yeah. i think he almost had a triple double didn't he maybe he did have a triple double mm-hmm. with steals assists and points oh, so yeah. yeah he was he was one of our closest candidates last year forgot about that the legendary tj mcconnell game mm-hmm. that sat on our waiver wire um uh, but yeah but yeah so on that so going back to that these are we're going to talk about some players we've been impressed with. Uh, to start off with, like we talked about, week one. Big overreactions. Um, but it's worth noting who's starting off, who we think is going to stick. Uh, like we just mentioned, Kevin Durant fantasy player number one. That's a great start for him. The Nets are still one and two. Mm-hmm. They just lost to the Hornets tonight. Yeah, that's very um, Which is very strange. The Hornets are undefeated. So... They know that's another thing. Like, do you ever react to that? Lamelo ball has been solid for them. Um, Miles Bridge is
1: out there, been solid. Yeah,
0: Miles Bridge is looking great. Rozier is still injured. He is he's still missing games, so I'm sure that helps. I don't know. I don't believe that'll take a ton away from LaMelo when he comes back.
1: I think it because, adds to him honestly. I'm guessing yeah, another shooter in the lineup.
0: Yeah, probably does because it doesn't seem like um, the ball is leaving LaMelo's hands. So, Not at all but yeah so KD I don't I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't finish the season fantasy play number one you know that's it's just it's in the realm of possibilities he's an elite elite he's the best scorer in the league in my opinion
1: oh yeah no question no, and no without question Kyrie
0: there I mean when he's averaging eight eight assists a game without Kyrie you know that's that bodes well for his fantasy I think it'll kind of level out James harden is playing poorly I think we'll see a little bit more resurgence from James harden and kind of level that out a little bit and then give you give you a little shout out here, Paul George, your pick. He's up there at number two right now.
1: Yeah, he he's trying he's trying to he's trying to will the Clippers you know into into some wins. Unfortunately, you know, it hasn't worked out for him. They they gave up two two close close games to the Memphis and the Warriors so far. But he's been he's been really showing himself. Hopefully, he can get back to his MVP form with, uh, that he had in the Thunder. So let's hope he keeps it up.
0: Yeah, and when you see these heroic-type performances from guys like PG and KD, it's really hard to maintain that over the season. Like You just get fatigued having to carry a team so hard like that. Um, he should have a great season. Obviously, we know he's a great player, and without Kawhi there, he's going to have to do the bulk of it. But it's just a lot to ask every night, so I had a temporary expectations. Jokic, Curry, AD round out the top five in our league scoring format, which AD, I would call a nice surprise there because he really fell off the The draft boards after last season, he was a second round pick in our league, which in some leagues he was a third round pick. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be second or third round pick, returning top five value, that's fantastic. Especially when you thought Russ was going to come in and take everything away. It turns out Russ is struggling and yep. AD is dominating. Um, Steph Curry is having a potential MVP season Oof. start. Oof. He cannot be stopped. He's shooting the lights out, taking 23 cool. shots per game. Averaging 33 points and 10 rebounds. I know tonight he played tonight. I don't think he got his 10 rebounds tonight, did he? he I think he, only, he did. He only seven. He 10 assists. 10 he's assists. All, he's, he, so we're getting used to this triple-double Steph Curry. This is going to be nicer for fantasy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But quick update real quick. 11 seconds to go in the game. Mike Grizzlies made two free throws to make the game a one-point game. The Lakers have the ball. So we'll see if you're, if you're kind of a
1: bad, in a bad place because, as y'all know, Lakers are not the best free throw shooters.
0: <laughs> so as long as we foul Russell Westbrook, that's I'm thinking. Because y'all have got Baysmore, Anthony, <laughs> Ron, Davis, and Russ out there. We'll see who you, which subs you make after the timeout. Yeah. But this will come down to the wire, and that means the matchup will come down to the wire. Let's go. All right, let's talk about possibly the biggest fantasy surprise right now. Number six player in our scoring format with an average of 42.9 or 42 points per game, 84 total points, Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. He's doing so with elite scoring, elite rebounding before tonight's game, which he he still played well tonight's game, 24 and 7. Mm -hmm. But it's a far cry from his average to start the first two games with 30 and 12, and one and a half steals, so... Last year, I mean, he had a stretch. He was great. I mean, what do you think about that?
1: I was going to ask you, do you think he can keep this up? I mean, again, like you said, last year, he had a stretch where, you know, he, he's a good scorer. I mean, he's still semi-young. I think he's 30 years old, I think. Uh, he's their number, priority scorer, it seems like. You think you think this can continue going on, or you think he's going to fall back?
0: You know, it's one of those strange scenarios where – Last year they go draft Tyrese Halliburton, mm-hmm. who is a scorer. I mean, like he's a point guard. He does other things, but he, he can score really well. He's one of his uh, one of his better attributes is scoring. And mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes increases his scoring. So then this year they go draft Davion Mitchell, who yeah. also is a scorer. He's and strong. Harrison Barnes scores even more, it seems like. Mm-hmm. I, I think at this point, even on a an eight team league, he should be rostered. Because he clearly oh. is one of the dominant and featured players on this team. Uh, he's not had less than 36 minutes yet in a game. So if you're wondering if this is going to stick, I wouldn't ask that while he's sitting on your waiver wire. Yeah. I you don't know how many waiver wires he's on. He's
1: you need average... to run, not walk. Yeah. <laughs> go, go get him now. There's
0: still 15% of leagues that have him sitting on the waivers. So if he's there, he better be picked up.
1: I definitely agree. You know, in a, from a fantasy standpoint, give him one, two games. You know, if he starts to cool down, then drop him. But as far, okay. as far as right now, he's a must roster. I mean, he's playing out of his mind right now. He's at 30 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, that's – you don't get that out of some superstars. So, no. definitely, definitely, it's a must roster yeah. right now.
0: When you're talking about opportunity. 36 minutes a game minimum? hmm Better go get that. That's oh yeah, That's great. I mean, even if he absolutely sucks shooting-wise, he should take enough shots in 36 minutes to make – Give him, him a chance. It. And half the leagues out there don't even count off for missed shots. So go get him. You're not going to regret it. Next, I think I want to talk about someone that I texted you about at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find myself a off-the-beaten-path six-man-of-the-year candidate because there's a contest going on. I think it was on Bleacher Report. And I wanted to fill out a resume of who I thought would win each award. And after talking, me and you decided on Tyler Hero as our potential six-man-of-the-year pick. And, man, do we look like geniuses, don't we?
1: This is also before we saw any of the games. Before yeah, this before the games.
0: Game. Yeah, the, yeah, we'll go ahead and say that out there. Before we saw any of the games. But, are you? I mean, we're absolutely geniuses here. Uh, <laughs> 24 minutes, he drops 27 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. So then, like, okay, we'll give you 41 minutes in the next game. Mm-hmm. It goes for 30 and 10. He's taking the game tying shot at the end of regulation. What do you make of Tyler Hero's start here? Whew.
1: I you know, honestly, I love the confidence. I love the confidence when he came into the league, you know. Um, he's kinda he's shown that he's not afraid to shoot the ball. He comes in, he shoots. Um, he's really embraced six man the six man rule, comes in, leaves that second that second five, and truly shows like why he's a top player. You know, honestly, I, I expected this coming from him because like I'm not sure if you all heard this. Uh I'm not sure if you heard to see the Tyler, but the the interview he had when he said he ex- he wants to be you know in the list with like Trey Young oh, yeah. and Luca, yeah. so he expect he expects greatness out of himself, and, you know. Not a lot of players do that, you know. They they get their money and then they they're cool being the everyday Joe. Like Tyler Hero's not he's not happy where he's at. He's trying to, he's trying to continue to grow. So mm-hmm. him making this this jump this year, showing scoring like he is, not too surprising. I hope he keeps it up. I definitely hope so.
0: Yeah, and there's always this kind of stipulation around. If someone's a bench player, they people think they're not as good. But sometimes, mm-hmm. to me, it's good if you've got a star like Jimmy, who's kind of like a utility star, you know, not just a straight up scorer, mm-hmm. to fill the lead, the team around him with scores, and then have like an elite playmaker, like Tyler Hero, come off the bench and feature his role with Jimmy's on the bench. Obviously, he plays well with Jimmy. They've got mm-hmm. him in in their clutch time lineups, but it's not a bad thing for him to come in when there's no stars on the court and just dominate the game. And so, honestly, that's why I think the Sixth Man of the Year award is a legitimate award. And as long as they don't move him to the starting role, it looks like he could be a lock for Sixth Man of the Year. Great start for Tyler Hero. It's
1: honestly not – it wouldn't be out of the ordinary if he led the the Heat in scoring this year.
0: Oh, absolutely not out of the ordinary because there's not – an absolutely elite scorer that should go off every single game for them. Completely agree he could be the lead scorer for the Heat. He's still available in 20% of leagues. Again,
1: Blasphemous. In in my best Stephen A. impression, blasphemous. (laughs)
0: Blasphemous. Go get him. Um, And then we want to bring up a rookie here that we're we're talking about, we're talking about opportunity, talking about guys who get a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, How about – Thirty-five minutes a game for Evan Mobley, who came in Ooh. on a team where we thought they drafted <laughs> and traded for way too many bigs. Like how are they gonna play everybody? They got Jared Allen, mm-hmm. Kevin Love, they trade for Laurie Markinen, they draft Evan Mobley. It's like, Okay, well, they're gonna bring this guy in slowly. They're gonna let um you know, him kind of develop around all the other big men. Mm-hmm. Uh no, first game of the season comes out against Memphis, 38 minutes, 17 points, nine rebounds, six assists, a steal, and a block. (laughs) So then his next two games doesn't play less than 32 minutes. Like for a rookie, that's absolutely certain, and he's playing great. So
1: he's he's looking real good. Uh, He's looking looking real good. Um, Another player we were surprised on who's available. You know, not that roster many uh, many ESPN formats. So no guy he's 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 given the time and he's shown that you know with with the minutes that he can really think he can really, you know, make a difference. So I think Mobley is a solid pick on for of this year.
0: Especially on a Cavs team that clearly I don't think will be featuring Kevin Love. Um, he's still rebounding well alongside Jared Allen. And he's rostered at 67% of leaves. So there's plenty of leagues available to go check and see if Mobley's there. You might as well. Um, he's worth it. He's going to have the minutes. He's only going to get better. His defense is great. His passing is better than you would expect for a big man. So, I like him. Go get him. Uh, make that, that roster go up. Any other guys here that you've really liked their starts for?
1: You covered a good bit of them. One one player I'm surprised you didn't say, uh, LaMelo. Lamello
0: Ball. Oh, yeah. You know, my, my pick at the beginning of the
1: season. Well, come to the season. Much as I hate to say because it, it's on your team, you know. But... <laughs> Lamelo coming to the season, uh, you know, last year with the whole hand injury, came back still bald, and you know the question was is was he be able to continue into this year, and he's proven that he he's he showing he's showing himself, uh, you know, high rebounds, high assists, scoring. Um, they seem to love him. You know, the world loves him. It almost seems like he's getting as much attention as LeBron got coming into the NBA. Oh yeah. So, um, I'm loving Lamelo. I love I love his highlights. I love watching him right now. So, what's yeah. Going
0: He's doing well right now without having a single triple double yet. He hasn't even gotten a double double yet, and he's playing mm-hmm. very well. So that seems to be like, you know, what you can expect from him. So uh, he is playing well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to bring up uh whole rickety Rubio? You Ricky, think he's gonna stay healthy Ricky enough? Rubio. Rickety Rubio.
1: I, I, honestly, I think so. Um, I think he has a shot to, uh, stay healthy and then really make an impact. Uh, you know. Right now with Darius Garland being out is definitely helping him. He's playing a lot more minutes with him being out. But Darius Garland has also suffered with injury every single year he's been in the NBA. This is his third year now. Uh-huh. And he suffered injury every single year. So this could be in the you know, not far from the normal for I have to
0: interrupt you. I saw the miss though. <sighs> no. What was it say? So for those who are just listening to us and obviously know that we're watching this Grizzlies game. Ooh. The Grizzlies were down by three, with two and a half seconds left. Ja had three free throws, and he went two for three and missed the last one. So now my Grizzlies are gonna fall to the Lakers by one. Get the first
1: loss of the season in
0: LA. Hey, you know what? Great effort coming off a back-to-back, playing the Clippers last night, turn around play the Lakers tonight. Which is funny that you walk into the same stadium and they wait (laughs) both times and play two different teams. Uh, but hey, that's a tough that's a tough road schedule right at the beginning of the season. So, oh yeah, it it's, looks like it's gonna it's gonna fall. But all right, since this game looks like it might be in hand, you want me to tell you the score of your matchup?
1: Go ahead, go ahead. Just okay. just, just just tell me the score,
0: but don't tell me who has
1: what score. Okay. And then
0: the score mm-hmm. is seven eighty two point five. To 763. (sighs) Somebody won. Well, obviously. By 19.5 points. Obviously. (laughs) I was just saying, you were down by 35. The final score was a difference of 19.5. Oh, I apologize. Did it? Jaw
1: had a really impressive game. Jaw, I don't know how Dancy Melton did. I don't think Dante Melton did enough for me, unfortunately, to get me over the top. So, I'm going to have to say I took a loss this week.
0: Well, congratulations. You took the win. The what? John ja Morant had 52 and a half fantasy points, 40 points, 3 rebounds, 10 assists, 5 three-pointers. Ooh, took the win? Three steals. Goodness gracious. Dante Melton put up almost 20 fantasy points. He was a solid one. Uh, your opponent was playing Jaron Jackson, who just had a mediocre game, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 2 blocks, no assists. So okay. congratulations, your uh, your team put up 130 fantasy points with four players. Okay, and beat helped you out, John Morant. So uh, who you want for him? We, we, we me, can, dis- a we, we on can discuss can. trade talk when we get <laughs> we out of here. Give me a trade. I we need to get trades. need uh, to watch uh, this on my fantasy team. Man, good for John Morant. But okay, we'll go. Uh, we'll stop talking basketball now since you know y'all are here for. Fantasy. yeah i
1: apologize about that, apologize you, about you that. we had to go with this okay all right Just, so now know, lakers are better but okay back to podcast gosh
0: okay okay anyways <laughs> now we'll go to the disappointments and besides the oh, yeah. disappointing loss to the to the lakers yeah we'll go, we'll go look at our fantasy disappointments right now um we've got a few guys on this list most of the fantasy disappointments are higher draft picks um, We'll start off with Harden though. Harden was drafted as a top five player in most leagues. He is still playing well, mm-hmm. just I wouldn't say quite returning first round value yet.
1: Not in and shoot, not even close. I mean, I think he's averaging when I look about like in our format, it was close to like twenty nine. Um, yeah, he's been he's been really off. And I wondered, I had a question for you. Do you think the rule change is affecting him?
0: Oh um, it clearly seems did you hear his his report tonight?
1: Yeah, that, that that's that's one thing that made me think about it. So, and if y'all didn't know, so this year, um, they, they made a rule where, you know, uh, before if someone would pump fake and the defender bid on the pump fake and jumped, if the offensive player jumped into him in the past, it would be a foul. But this year, they actually nullified that and said no, there will not be a foul no more. The offensive player cannot create contact with the de- defensive player for a, for a foul. So, and that's if y'all didn't know, that's Harden's key move. Like Harden loves to make contact with the defensive player to get fouls. So, them remote, making that rule has really, I think, taken a toll on him. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure if he's going to be able to recover. I mean, I, I mean, it's he's still a great offensive player. I think he'll be fine. But he's definitely got to adapt and get back to where he was before he started all that quote-unquote flopping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, a it, it, it really big part of his game was free throws. And it helped with fantasy, whether you liked the, his game or not and he came out pretty much and said that he feels like the rule was made because of him Mm -hmm. and he felt like he he said he felt like he was the poster boy for the rule changes and they need to call what they see not what they think is an he seemed like he was just really upset with how they are calling his fouls on him but yeah it's uh, it looks like it could hurt him he still just when i watch me it just feels off like when you watch him at houston you know and you you just knew he was locked in, uh, big-time scorer. And for some reason, he seems distracted out there to me. It may yeah. be nothing. It may be I'm seeing into something that's not there. But I still feel like there's like a just – it could be the Kyrie Irving Hayes. It could be nothing. But I think – I still feel like you got to be a little bit patient with him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be trading him for less than first-round value yet. But it's something to keep an eye on.
1: Definitely. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, you know, a lot of people, I know this isn't too fantasy related, but I guess it does kind of have an impact on fantasy. Um, James Harden has a player option after this year. Mm-hmm. So the question is, you know, is he, cause you know, the thing is he came out to report. He doesn't know what it feels like to be a pre-agent. So maybe he's ready to be out of Brooklyn. Maybe that's the case, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't know. You never know with these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you can't get in the mindset of a million dollar fifty million dollar athlete fifty million dollar yeah. year athlete so you know who knows what's driving uh this season so far for him but um you have to think he's gonna improve he's a great player mm-hmm. without Kyrie there he's gonna he surely will take more of the playmaking role
1: mm-hmm.
0: um take a little bit of the pressure off Durant but this season and I was so the next guy I want to talk about I had kind of was off on him this season. I think you were on, you were excited for him. Devin Booker. Uh, yeah. I had kind of seen last year though, like they just really took the ball out of his hands and gave it to Chris Paul, which was the right move. They went to the finals. Mm-hmm. He's a scorer. He's a great score, but he's not like a Kevin Durant level score to where if he gets rid of his assists and rebounds, it's enough to keep him elite. He's averaging low 20 fantasy points right now. Do you see this turning around or do you see it kind of taking this trend?
1: I honestly see it kind of taking that trend. I think he, you know, he's he obviously has the chance for an explosive game, you know, every now and then. Oh, yeah. But, you know, taking the ball, like bringing Chris Paul there, such a ball dominant guard, which is a really good ball dominant guard, you know, this kind of takes away all the assist factors. You know, he might get you two or three, but as far as having the ball in his hands, doing the assist all the time, it, it takes that away from him. So I think that really hurts his fantasy value. He's mm-hmm. never been a great rebounder. Um, not a defensive stud either. So I mean, most of his fantasy points are coming off a points. So if he's not averaging, you know, thirty, thirty-five actual points on efficient shooting, he's not going to give you a great return.
0: No. Um, yeah. It's just, just. Oh,
1: go ahead. Go ahead.
0: My bad. Uh, he's just. It's one of those things. Like if he, if Chris Paul sits, if Chris Paul's injured, sure. But until then, uh, I'm, I'm just not. I'm treating. You have to play him. He's he's good enough to play, but I'm just not super thrilled about him from here on out. Oh yeah. Uh, next I want to talk about Jason Tatum. It's not that he's been bad; it's just he was entering with such ridiculous expectations. Yeah. That for him to be playing, and I think actually he played tonight, and looked a lot better in my opinion.
1: Definitely. Um, I think definitely. he got
0: it. He almost got a double double tonight. He did not. He he got double double the first game of the season, but when you score twenty points, eleven rebounds, and two stocks, and only have twenty seven fantasy points, you know it's just that's not not the greatest. But tonight he had thirty one and nine, so he looked a lot better. He had almost forty fantasy points in our league, uh, so I think that's a lot. That's a good bounce back from a game where he had eighteen and six, mm-hmm. and so he had, a, he had a slow start, but he's a young star. He has to be just trending to get better for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely have to agree with that one. Um, Jason Tatum, like you said, him being such a high expectation, um, he's he's not hyped with himself. Um, he definitely, he's taking the volume, you know, it's there. You know, shots are going to fall eventually. Like I said, tonight was definitely a coming back night, so let's hope mm-hmm. it continues. Yeah.
0: Then a breakout that a lot of people had, who I actually had as one of my busts, and he almost, I, I thought I was afraid he proved me wrong on night one. Robert Williams III for the mm. Celtics. Mm-hmm. He came out a first game. <laughs> game. Yeah, and I, I was kind of sitting there thinking, "Wow, was I really this wrong?" And then I remembered, "Oh yeah, Al Horford's out for this game, so he's clearly playing." And I think the game went to double overtime, if I remember right. Mhm. But he had 16 points, 10 rebounds, five blocks, uh, 46 and a half fantasy points. How many minutes did he play that game? I mean, that was an impressive. 45 thing minutes. 45 minutes. So that I mean, that was a great game. Averaging about a point of uh, fantasy point a minute. But then Al Horford comes back and you see 28 minutes, 28 minutes, nine points, two points, six rebounds, four rebounds. And neither one of those times he broke 20 fantasy points. Mm -hmm. So this is why I was concerned about him. I think with Al Horford there, there's just not a lot of time and opportunity to feature him. And especially with Ennis Cantor, Ennis is a great player, great rebounder. Um, There's just it's gonna be hard for him to demand that role. He's obviously a super talented young guy. Yep. And so he could have. I expect him to have great games this season. Uh, I think if there's any way for opportunity to open up for him, if they decide to bench Al Horford, if they Horford gets injured, Horford gets traded, but until then, he's not one of my favorites. Uh, I think you have to start him still for the next few weeks because of the draft capital most people took on him. Yep. As a sleeper, but after a few weeks, if he's still, I would say about three to four weeks, if he's still doing this, I would say he's no longer a must start.
1: Let's see. I definitely have to agree with that one. I I, honestly, I had a disappointment one to bring up. Once I want to get your uh, opinion on it. And see. Yep. So, um, another high draft pick, um, high potential team to himself, Bradley Beal. Red yeah, came out had a you know he had a, he had a solid first game decent wasn't you know nothing crazy, but then he said then he sits out the next game. Is this like a trend that's going to be happening for the future? You expect him to be sitting out a lot of games?
0: You know, you never know with someone who is an all star on a team that's not in contention. He claims he doesn't want to be traded. The team I think feels like they should move on from him so they can be, really dive into their rebuild. Uh, I kind of I was for Bradley Beal. In a lot of my mock drafts, there was an opportunity for me to draft him at nine, mm-hmm. and I did take him in that spot. Luckily, in our league, he did not fall that far because I would have been tempted, and I would be so mad at myself right now for mm-hmm. doing so, skipping over KD. But I could really see him sitting out a lot, and I just, I kind of wish he would get on board with the trade. I think it would do wonders for his fantasy value. <laughs> I think it would help Washington get out of this purgatory in the weaker east which i know the east is better last season but you really i hate it when teams sit in this purgatory of not contending not rebuilding and you can't really fully dive into a rebuild with a star like bradley buell so he doesn't want out but they could keep doing this and there's no reason for them to really rush him they don't really have a chance to compete this year
1: exactly they, and it gives time to other stars too. You no, know, Kuzma's showing himself now. Uh Gafford, solid player. So it gives him time to you know, develop the other players. I don't think they're they're not in a rush to bring Bill back. So Right.
0: Oh uh, it's my one of my sleepers for this season that I feel like has disappointed me a little bit. And not for reasons that it's I mean if this makes sense, he's disappointed me for good reasons. Kevin Porter Jr. for the Rockets has not always performed. he had one great game, but there are other games he's been had a lot of negatives but the reason i believe he had those negatives were because of just silly mistakes Mm -hmm. he has the ball in his hands a lot he's taking a lot of shots um dishing the ball well has a number of assists i think he he has two games with at least eight turnovers though and that counts a, a minus one in ours so that's nine points and eight points taken away that's that's not great both of those games. So it's funny if you look, he has nine turnovers, and three assists. Then he only has two turnovers and ten assists. And then he has eight turnovers and three assists. So it seems like when he's smart with the ball, it's rewarding him. He's paying off, getting assists. When he's being dumb with the ball, he's careless. Not he doesn't get a lot of fantasy production, but he's taking a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that makes me feel better about him. Um, we'll we'll see how that continues. Hopefully he. Gets a little bit smarter than the ball, I would say to hang on to him because I think there's still so much potential on a team as young and in the rebuild, like the Rockets. So I would say hang on to him. The last player I think people have been kinda of disappointed in, which he looked he's been looked a little better lately. He's been Russ. You know, he kinda came out, he's looked real I don't want to say it, but the only word that came to my mind was rusty. I really didn't mean <laughs> to be funny like that. Rusty. <laughs> yeah. I really didn't mean for that. Please don't. Please don't downvote our channel for the bad dad jokes. Don't listen to him. He's been thinking about that for weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just needed a good uh, caveat to get out of it. But no, he's, you know, we knew that there'd be some bumps in the road with him merging in with other superstars, but it's clearly seemed to be, he's trying to fit into 80 and bronze team. It'll take some time. I think it'll get better, uh, but so, a lot of people drafted him quickly rather than waiting for his ADP and, they're probably not loving that yet.
1: So, honestly, you know, you, you know, you make a lot of good points, but this one I might kind of have to d- disagree with you. I think he definitely did have a rough start, you know, coming out. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I want to say, you know, more, more or less like his first game was probably more of a disappointment. But now the past two games, the uh, last game he's an assist off a triple-double, and then tonight, even though he hasn't shot well in any of his games, um, as far as the fantasy value, he's, I think he's really, you know, after the first game, he's really proven himself these second and third games now, so... So hopefully he's able to keep it up now. Um, that hasn't been too bad. Um I think he's slowly starting to fit in with what LeBron and AD need from him, and he's. But it's still gonna take time with there being three plus superstars on one team. So, but yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't consider him a disappointment, honestly.
0: Spoken like a true Lakers fan. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I almost I would have drafted him. I didn't think LaMelo would fall to me at my spot. I was planning on taking Russ, but mm-hmm. people skipped over LaMelo for Russ. And I'm currently okay with that. So oh, yeah, we'll sure. see how the rest of the season goes, but I'm okay with that. I, love, I like LaMelo rest of the season, especially as a young guy on a team that's really, that looks like they're ready to compete for a playoff spot in the East. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, all right. So that covers our, our favorites, our disappointments. Like, like like we said, this is week one. I wouldn't get overly crazy about it yet, but things to keep an eye on. Um, so next we'll we'll kind of dive in. I think we're ready to dive into this next schedule. So we're almost to the I mean, today's the last matchup, last uh, day of the matchup for this mm-hmm. first week. Moving on to the second week, we'll take a look at who has good schedules, who has bad schedules. I know some of you out there are probably doing week-long schedules where you have to set your weeks. Uh, with such a lineups ahead of time and you can't change them throughout the week. If you do that, we don't personally do that. I like the ability to be able to play the waivers every night because nothing would be worse to me than having a four game week out of Kevin Durant than to find out he's injured after I set him, you know, things like that. But if you do play that, these are things to pay attention to some teams. I think who have great schedules this week. As long as Kevin Durant doesn't sit out tomorrow, which there's been no indication that he will, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's their first back-to-back of the season. The Nets have four games this week, all of which should be pretty good matchups. So I like I like the Nets. Um, the Nuggets have four games, but two back-to-backs. But they play because of those back-to-backs. they Actually, play on some of the off nights, which can help you if you play daily lineups. Uh, some guys may have some streamers. Will Barton's one of my favorites there. Let's see. We've got the Rockets only have three games. The worst one. So I want to ask your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. The Suns have only two games this week. They have the least. They're the only team, I think, if I if I remember correctly, that have only two games this week. Mm-hmm. If you set a weekly lineup where you have, you can only do set your lineup at the beginning. Are you playing Devin Booker this week? Um,
1: depends on who the replacement is, right? But honestly, okay. if it's a weekly lineup and they only have two games, i have to say no. I would definitely like to grab somebody from one of those four-game uh, four teams that you mentioned, like, for example, the Nuggets. You know, Will Barton's available. You know, I, out of four games from Will Barton, even though Will Barton has had a, a, a past of sitting out as well, so mm-hmm. that's something to take into count too without having two back-to-backs. But, you know, picking someone from a four-game slate, um, you know, I think could definitely beat out Devin Booker. Um, you know, there's a chance that Devin Booker goes for an explosive game. But I've um, going off-averages, I definitely like my, my – um, chances going with someone else besides Devin Booker with more games than his two sample size.
0: I don't disagree with you, but the sound of that is just crazy. Week two, starting Will Barton over Devin Booker. But when Devin Booker's not been uh, the Devin Booker of old, which as long as Chris Paul is healthy, I think he's going to stay like that. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I mean,
1: I don't think it's too terrible. I mean, I, I would honestly say about Chris Paul, you know, if it the if the waiver was out there that I was interested in, that I think could be really be solid, especially on week two, someone mm-hmm. that not everyone is aware of. I think it would be fine to start someone that has four games over someone that has two. You know, Chris Paul isn't a you know Giannis type player going to put up you know fifty a night, so yeah, really I mean, you know, two thirties, and you might get someone who gives you you know four twenties. And it,
0: oh yeah, it, so even DeAndre Ayton, you know, I wouldn't. There's a lot of centers. I think you could maybe get some more. Value out of this week. Oh yeah. The the magic have four games. Yep. Maybe either one of those centers. Wendell Carter. So we talked about that. You know, at the kind of the beginning, we couldn't decide between Wendell Carter and Mobamba. And Mm -hmm. the verdict after week one is, I still can't decide. Yeah. Uh, Wendell has had a few good games. Mobamba's had a few good games, and they both played well enough when the other is playing well, to stay fantasy relevant. So it's not Mm -hmm. like, you know, they're completely torch or killing each other. One night and the killing the other person the next night. So like they're both playing well, and then one guy seems to go off a lot more. So, yep. You can and play with those over eight. And
1: those are two more fantasy players that, if they're available on y'all's waivers um, in the points league, I definitely say it should be rostered as of right now. Uh, Mobamba kind of had a comeback game tonight. It wasn't too impressive, but, you know, I, if he's available, I have to say go get him. Uh, he's been playing well, block shots. He's been, they're both getting about double doubles definitely worth it
0: mm-hmm. yeah so some other teams that have great schedules this week the the lakers have four games the Bucks have four games however both of them have a back-to-back i don't we you know we don't like to say that too early in the season it seems like you know there's not been a lot of talk of uh maintenance games yet but we will see i think was it Blake Griffin? I think I just saw a report. He is, he sat out tonight and plans to play tomorrow.
1: Oh, I didn't hear about that.
0: So I think, I think it was Blake Griffin. Um, I need to double check that, but the, it, that was the first person I kind of heard about. The Lakers, I haven't heard anything about Bron AD, Russ. Um, and then Giannis with his knee injury, he'll be interesting to see. I just did confirm it. It was Blake Griffin. So he was the first person I've really heard of for maintenance reasons. Um, but I would I would keep an eye on, on Giannis. He plays uh, Sa- San Antonio and Utah back-to-back at the end of this next week. Uh, make sure his knee is good to go. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder just have bad schedule mm-hmm. this week. They, they play two at home, but it's against Golden State, Los Angeles, and then they go to Golden State. All teams that you would think should handle them pretty easily, and that could end up being starters sitting on the bench so i wouldn't be too excited about playing them yep definitely agree most the definitely off night agree. then this week if you do fantasy daily fantasy like two tonight is tuesday is the biggest off night and then thursday friday are kind of off nights but most people should have enough players on those nights to fill a roster uh, so we actually want to dive into streamers for tuesday night some guys yep. we think play um tuesday night so tuesday night we've got the sixers at the knicks we've got the warriors at the thunder we've got the rockets at the mavericks lakers at the spurs and nuggets at the jazz which actually works out for a lot of people that's that's a lot of fantasy studs in those few teams so hopefully you've got some heavy hitters going i currently do not my tuesday slate is looking rough i have no Sixers, no Knicks, no, <laughs> I have a waiver Warrior, I have no Thunder, one Rocket, no Mavs, no Lakers, no Spurs, a waiver Nugget, and no Jazz. So it's going to be a rough Tuesday for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but some guys I I pulled some names off of. Um, Kevin Porter Jr., if he's still available, he he plays Tuesday. Uh, Jordan Poole, I'm going to let you tell me if I'm right on this one. Alperin Shingun. For the Rockets, backup center, Will That's Barton. Solid, solid. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Bojan Bogdanovich and D. Rose. Which of those guys interest you as a stream on Tuesday?
1: I do like D. Rose, um, mainly because of how the Knicks have been playing. Uh Boyd Jr. is not a solid pick. Um, he's been, again, we talked about earlier, starting off with a rough start. But, you know, I expect him to start picking it up. Him and Jalen Green, I think, just kind of run that team along with Christian Wood. So, I do expect him to start picking it up. I'm... Um, but honestly, someone that you didn't mention that I really feel is going to have a good week, especially with the person who got an injury report every single freaking game, is Andre Drummond. Though he was out tonight, mm-hmm. um, if Embiid does happen to sit for knee soreness on Tuesday, on Tuesday, Drummond is still owned at fifty percent of the league, fifty-three percent of the league. So he's available in a lot of leagues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So and he's shown that when Embiid comes out the game, he comes in. He doesn't need that many minutes to make a difference.
0: That's so, true.
1: Um, it's, someone to look out for uh, looking at the Sixers' uh, injury report.
0: Yeah, that's and he's really one you have to keep an eye on because his injury is just kind of strange. I didn't know that he was dealing with an ankle injury. I mean, he's played less than 20 minutes both games, had double-digit rebounds, 10 and 17. His points have been horrendous, but his defense is fantastic. His rebounding is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if Embiid has to miss any time, make sure you grab Andre Drummond. Should be a great one. There's no one else to take his, his minutes. Um, but we'll see. My favorite waiver for Tuesday, if he's out there, is Will Barton. He showed that he's a, you know, he's a solid playmaker on the Nuggets. They love him. Uh, Coach Malone is a, big, is a big fan of his. He's played 32 and 34 minutes already for the Nuggets. And he's he's kind of all around player right now, especially with Jamal Murray out. He's, had seven rebounds, six rebounds in his last two games, and then six assists and five assists. So he's, he's doing a little bit of everything. They play back to backs. So hopefully, you know, assuming it's still early in the season, he's healthy. They're not worried about anything. He won't be sitting out any back to backs. So I like him on Tuesday. He may have a chance for you um, later in the week as well. To cover up one of your nights, especially on Friday night, but anybody else that you've, you've seen for streaming Tuesday, maybe even Thursday or Friday, that you you think people should get out there and get?
1: I think this is, that covers a good bit of them. Now, if few to look at is uh, Jason Tate, uh, Maxi from the Sixers, or uh, Shake Milton still questionable, not sure when he's returning. You know, Maxi is the, the starting point guard for that team. So um, didn't have a great night tonight, solid, put up a lot of shots, had a lot of turnovers. So could be a solid option if you look for somebody in the uh, point guard position. But um, besides that, I think you, you got just about all of them.
0: Yeah, we'll see. You know, it's still early. The players come and go. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person I, I think I kind of forgot about and wanted to mention is Tyrese Maxey. He's not played fantastic yet. Mm-hmm. But he's clearly, like, it just makes sense that he should have the opportunity. So maybe it'll come mm-hmm. at some point. Um, it's somebody on the six or should be stepping up each game. So just keep an eye on that situation, see how it develops. If Ben Simmons comes back, though, obviously don't even look at Maxi, but but we'll see. And especially if they bring back, it just depends on who they bring back in trades. And but you know someone you should look at the Sixers, especially if Embiid misses time. There's a lot of players that could make up for that that scoring gap. So.
1: yep, definitely agree.
0: But all right, I think that's that covers it for our week one recap and kind of week two preview. We hope to get to do another episode at some point this week Uh, look forward to getting to talk more with you guys hopefully get to hear your opinions who's your favorite starts so far this week Who's players that you've loved that you've drafted Who's guys that you you're feeling regretful about already a little nervous about and you know maybe who are those guys that you're targeting on the waivers now as uh, those sleepers who people are still leaving out there and that you're hoping will have a strong second week Mm -hmm. but thanks for tuning in as always hope to Hope to see you all again soon. Uh, Thanks for listening.
1: Oh, yeah. Thanks so much. It's, It's fun, Tyler.